Rangers. We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side Sports Talk with Sports Director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to our very first Not On Your Side Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Bailey, joined by Nolan Knight, Kelsey O'Donnell. We've got the entire sports staff here at WNCT-TV. We thought it'd be fun to get together each week and talk about what's going on in sports nationally, what's going on in sports locally, because I'm so old and you guys are so young. <laughs> so we have different points of view. Come on, you're not that old. On just about everything. So. Uh, we thought it would be, you know, we'll, we'll talk local, we'll talk national. Uh, obviously, in Greenville, North Carolina right now, finally on September the 26th, the Pirates get a chance to open up the college Woo-hoo. football season. <laughs> Who at this table, at one point from, say, let's see, March, April, May, from June, July, August, did you ever think we'd see college football in Greenville? Uh, to be honest, I did not. I thought it would be pushed to the spring, but I am super excited that we are playing. (laughs) We are playing. What about you, Nolan? I definitely felt that that football was going to be played uh, uh, this fall. I I was really thinking that the season would start and then there'd be a huge breakout around the entire college football and then things would end. But now after we've already, I think this is technically week three of the college football season, and there haven't been that many stories of big breakouts and stuff. And so I I think that uh, my prediction that the season would come to a halting stop, uh, stop is wrong. I think that we might get this whole season in. I think we're going to get the whole season in. I, I do think we're going to see weeks like we've seen this week when you, you come up in Wake Forest and Notre Dame has to postpone their game. They'll play December the 12th now. But I think that we'll see more games like that. In fact, Virginia Tech was saying earlier this week, and this is where you guys are from, mm-hmm. that they might not play this week against North Carolina State. But as we sit here on Wednesday afternoon, that game is still on. But you have to you – know, when these teams are testing, the, the American Athletic Conference is testing three times a week. So, you know, that third test comes around, and if they get a bunch of positives, then all of a sudden the game can still be postponed. So we we think we're going to be playing on Saturday, but we really don't yeah, know Yeah, there's a couple sure. more tests. That's right. Now, now, who this table has been tested for COVID-19 so far? Anybody? I, I have not. I have not either. <laughs> well, I have. Knock on wood. <laughs> I had to get tested because my wife had the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and she's recovered now. That's good to hear. But you have to you, – you, and, and the, the testing thing, if you hear Coach Houston talk about it, he says it feels like they're tickling your brain <laughs> because they take this long Q-tip and they go, yeah, they go way enjoyable. up. But, he'll but, be used to it by the end of the season. I mean, think about how many tests he, oh, he'll go through this season. And I, I told him about the other day, I said, you should be used to it by now. He said, let me tell you something. You don't get used <laughs> to that <laughs> – thing up your nostril it just you know oh, it's, it's, it's nothing like that but the, my story is I, I try to act tough because I had my stepdaughter Bella with me and she had to get tested because her mom had the, the coronavirus so we're both getting tested and so I try to be real brave and hold the tissue they give you and act like I'm a man and I, I was tearing up and it was really an awkward feeling and so I looked at her and she looked at me and she goes Brian I'm done I'm not doing it I'm not hey, getting tested it doesn't make you less manly so but, it's okay but, but she did get tested she did get tested she passed in fact she's been tested twice and she's done real well, and she's negative that's both good. times. So that's the good news on that front. But uh, this whole coronavirus thing, it shut us all down in March, right. and we're still battling with it You know, at the end of September going into October. And it's it's going to continue. The American came out with their basketball schedules you know, with what they're going to do with that, and that's going to be 
not as many games as before, although most of their schedule will be played, so that's good news. Yeah, that's almost right around the corner as well. They didn't, they, they didn't push that as far back as I thought they were going to. When you look at, at what we've been through already with the coronavirus, with, with high school football, how disheartening was it when you, you got into the August, the month of August and you saw other states playing oh my and our state was not playing? Oh, it, it was strange. It, it felt like, you know, we were in this limbo period. It, like I was almost on a TV or show or, or something, seeing all, everything around you seem to continue and then things not do that around here was so weird. And, and, you know, a week before it was announced that they were going to push the season back to February, I remember going out to – I was going to high schools and previewing seasons basically, talking about, you know, what they were getting prepared for yeah. uh, with this shortened off season And coaches and players, they were ready to go. I mean, I, I was going out to practices with that had 50 or 60 guys that were preparing to, to play a season. And then now, you know, talking about a limbo stage, now they're just kind of sitting around waiting until February. It's honestly mentally exhausting, too, on these athletes to build up and say, hey, we are going to play this fall and then get it pushed to February. I am happy they are still going to play and do have those hopes of maybe playing in college for one last look. But it's such a unexpected time to look at that it's you just got to roll with the punches. <laughs> and the other tough thing about it is the North Carolina High School Athletic Association came out and they, they basically condensed all the sports seasons. So it's not just football, you know, you know, some of the seasons got pushed to November, December, uh, but all of them have been condensed, which is really going to make a difference. And, mm-hmm. and the football playoffs are going to be uh, four rounds instead of five. And, you know, at least, like you said, at least we get a chance to do it. Now, the private schools are playing. So we do have games coming up on Friday night. Uh, JP2 in Greenville, John Paul mm-hmm. II, they'll be playing Kerry Christian. Uh, St. David's at Parrots, another game, Lawrence Academy at Pungo Christian, Faith Christian at Wayne Christian, Goldsboro Homeschool, and there may be some other ones on the fringe area of our market. But, but the best part about that is, is yes, we will have some high school football. And some of these schools, you know, and to be totally honest, they don't get the coverage that some of the bigger schools get, and now they'll be the only show in town. That will be fun. I'm excited to be able to highlight some new players and just give them the light that it, what it's like to really – Beyond touchdown Friday, almost. <laughs> I covered my first eight man football game with JP two. I was going to say I'm excited to watch some eight man football. I, I wasn't familiar with it at all before uh, I I came here to WNCT, and you know it's fast, it's fun. There's a lot of a lot of scoring. Yeah. So uh, you, if you're there shooting highlights, it's really easy for you because there's so many touchdowns. I'm and still learning trick plays and whatnot. I I like eight man football. I'm excited for it to kind of take center stage. You can suit up and hop in for him. Yeah. The odd part about it is 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 that they they can the sideline somewhat so there's a, a, a like a pale white line that's there out of bounds not the one for the full 11 man football and those guys don't know the difference and we're standing you know between the lines and sometimes you can get hit standing over there almost <laughs> happened twice to me and I've only been hit once in all these years on a high school football game so they're flying around out there you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep your head around. on your swivel yeah, you gotta, yeah, Bailey gets to show his athleticism you gotta be young like you guys <laughs> we'll give you a helmet next time you go out. <laughs> gotta be young like you guys alright let's go back to East Carolina number 13 UCF comes mm-hmm. to town on Saturday 12 noon start Big news this week is the game went from ESPN Plus, which you have to subscribe to. I thought it was four ninety nine a month, but somebody told me it was five ninety nine a month. But but it's, anyway, you're paying it every month to get this service. They go from ESPN Plus to ABC. Big difference. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it couldn't be any any larger of a difference between those two. But getting the national spotlights all is always fun. I mean, with there being no one in the stands uh, this upcoming, except for the parents, I guess, this upcoming Saturday, I think it's going to be tough 
tough for, you know, it's probably been tough for every team around the country, but generating, you know, excitement and, you know, a game atmosphere is hard enough when there's no one in the stands. And if you're on the field, you know that not many people are watching at home. But I think the fact that it's going to be on ABC, I think as a player, you want to shine in the spotlight. And when you're playing in front of an empty stadium, it's going to be tough to do that. But now that you're on a national stage like ABC, I think it's going to generate a little more excitement for you know everyone involved in this game uh, to kind of compensate for the fact that the atmosphere in Downey Ficklin won't be like it ever has been before. I think it almost makes up for not having the fans because you are playing, like you said, on such a big national stage that it's almost even more of a spotlight on you in a sense. They're going to pump in some fake sound, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, crowd noise type of stuff. And it, if you've seen a game, I think the Duke game last week had it when we had some of the highlights from our folks at WNCN. And it's really strange because it's the same level. Like it doesn't go up and down. Like, like sometimes they can manipulate it like in Major League Baseball games for radio and stuff like that. They manip- This is not manip- manipulated. you got to just – They don't have a touchdown track, they, like they a laugh track at a radio station? Like that. You would think they would do that, but they're not allowed to through the conference. So it's, it's a steady – and that's, that's, that's what that's you're going to get on Saturday. Uh, who watched the uh, Georgia Tech-UCF game this past week? Oh, yeah. Dylan Gabriel put on a show. He's, you yes. Know, you know, we don't know much about left-handed quarterbacks as far as in the NFL through all the years and in mm-hmm. college football. We've got two mm-hmm. on display coming up on Saturday. Gabriel and, of course, Holt Naylor's from D.H. Conley, the uh, quarterback at East Carolina. But that would be crazy to watch all that, that South Park quarterback action going at it. They did pretty well last week, too. I mean, they put up 660 yards against Georgia Tech, 41 points. So that will definitely be exciting to see how East Carolina's defense maybe holds them a little bit in the first quarter, first half. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing. I think Coach Houston talked about that in his press conference Mm -hmm. Uh, on Tuesday. He said, you know, it's kind of like a a boxer, like a heavyweight fight. Mm -hmm. And you know Mike Tyson (laughs) is going to come out and and hit you hard to start. And he wants to play the role of Buster Mm -hmm. Douglas. So if they take the game to Tokyo, I think they may have a better <laughs> chance. But they're a big 27-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think that's a lot of points. Yeah, that I is really a lot think of points. With these Carolinas offense, I think they're going to stay with them for a while. I think they're going to hang tough. And, and I don't know if they're going to be able to pull the upset because there's so many unknowns. Coach Houston has 54 new players on this roster. He has flipped this roster very quickly in his second year as the head football coach. And you think about what he's had to go through in year two as the head football coach at East Carolina. I mean, no spring football, no real workouts after that. I mean, every time I think of workouts for East Carolina during the COVID, I think of the story that Nolan did on, on Holt Naylor's and the Hillbilly, <laughs> the hillbilly workout. Yeah, that was one of his th- favorites. Throwing <laughs> footballs through tires, yeah. picking up a bucket of wood to, oh to get his shoulder shrugs in. Yeah. I mean, he, he he was putting his work in while he can. You talk about that East Carolina offense, though, and that's not the question mark coming into this season. You know, we they bring back over 90% of the production from a year ago, which is almost unheard of in college football. The big question mark for this upcoming Saturday, I think, is on the defensive side of the ball. You have a first-year defensive coordinator in Blake Carroll. And, you know, what is he going to bring to this East Carolina team? Last year, the offense was firing on all cylinders all season long, and they were going shot for shot for a lot of these teams, but they could never get a stop. You bring in a new defensive coordinator, a new scheme, a new culture, and I think it's going to be that's going to be the biggest telling point this upcoming Saturday uh, when it when it comes to East Carolina football, if they can get some stops and, and what the defense looks like under a new coach. Yeah, when East Carolina is, is – 
playing its best football with its best teams. They have great play on the offensive line and the defensive line. And you think back to that team, uh, like 08, 07, 08, those teams, Limbaugh Joseph, who's now with the Chargers. and he's Had a good best, game last week, too. You know, one of the best in the NFL. And uh, C.J. Wilson played in the Super Bowl. We think about some of those guys like that. And I think that's where Coach Houston really wants to, to turn this thing around on the offensive line and the defensive line and really – and. You know, right now they're still outmanned. If you look at the size and stuff, they've got some growing to do. But you know, this is a free year for everybody. You know, with the NCAA is giving everybody a free year, so that's going to make some of these guys bigger, faster, stronger down the line. There's a lot of young guys too, but so that do doesn't help up. on Saturday, does it? Not, not this Saturday. No, Twenty-seven and a half. The last thing we saw as far as a point spread goes for East Carolina and UCF. Twelve noon kickoff, and we'll have complete coverage for you on nine on your side. We do not have a six o'clock newscast on Saturday. We do have a, the late show, so we'll have complete coverage with interviews, highlights, that kind of thing. That'll be fun. All right, in the ACC, uh, the one game was postponed, Notre Dame and Wake Forest. They'll play December the 12th. Uh, let's talk about the triangle teams. Duke plays at Virginia. And, and I thought David Cutcliffe had a great comment earlier. He goes, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This is the third game we've played against a team that hadn't played a game yet. So think about yeah, that. that. There's, is there's no film on yeah. the team. There's, mm-hmm. they, they're in game three, and they're playing another. They're an opening opponent again. That never happens. Yeah, they've had some uh, some tough matchups as well. Duke has. I, you know, they they need to get a win to kind of put their season on the right foot. The ACC's they're better than I think they were last year. There's a lot of talented teams in the ACC this this year. I think they're deeper than than they were in years past. And uh, UVA, a team that lost their starting quarterback a year ago, uh, and a team that. You know, like you mentioned, they're in their first game as well, so they're going to try to find their identity. Duke probably licking their chops that, uh, or rather, Virginia is probably lick, licking their chops that they're, you know, bringing in a, a Duke team that's zero and two. Both of those teams are going to look for a win this week, and I, like I think it, it kind of plays a point to the fact that the ACC is deeper, I think, this year than last year because last year it was kind of it was a little weak last year. I was bummed when they postponed the UVA Virginia Tech game. That was supposed to be their home opener for yeah. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech has had <laughs> oh, three games now postponed. Uh, they just want to play this week. I think they're going to be playing with a lot of second stringers this week as well. They've they've had some COVID issues. And, and, you know, we, we talk about COVID issues, and I think the average fan listens to that and says, okay, mm-hmm. well, this guy tested positive or that guy. The problem with the whole COVID thing is that when somebody tests positive and they go back to that contact tracing mm-hmm. and, 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 and trying, trying to figure out where you were at, who you were with, and all of a sudden you got all these guys in quarantine, even if they don't have symptoms, even right. if they don't test positive, they're still out. And that's been the really difficult part for East Carolina, for, for Virginia Tech, for all these schools that, that have any kind of issues at all, because several schools have had to shut down things. Coach Houston still talks about that that 12 days that they had to shut down really hurt them. I mean, they, it really set them back a while, and now they're trying to get back where they were. North Carolina last week, they were supposed to take on Charlotte, and that yep. game was postponed. Mm-hmm. Charlotte only had seven positive tests right. at all. and But because of contract tracing, they couldn't play a game because they didn't have enough offensive linemen. And, and that's what that's what kind of it, it's frustrating, but you understand it. And it's just you kind of try to wrap your head around it and, and you just can't do anything else about it except kind of shrug your shoulders and I guess get ready for your next opponent. I, I think this year depth will, will mean a lot for a lot of these teams when you do have guys that are out because you can only post postpone so many games if you want to play a certain amount of games. So at some point you're going to have to say, hey, we're going to have to play with a lot of you know our guys that aren't normally uh, playing for us this week. And so I think that's going to throw a wrench into a, a lot of plans for teams this year. It's got to be frustrating for the players, too, in a sense that you're not 
positive necessarily and you are still in quarantine until you do get those test results back and you're setting yourself back from all the training that you have done. NC State put a bunch of points on the board last week. They've taken on Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. You guys are the Hokies. (laughs) What do you think? Should be interesting. I think Virginia Tech has a really good team this year. Uh, As all – yeah, you know, I'll put my bias out there. I'm definitely a Virginia Tech fan. I, I grew up that, that way as well. They had a lot of talent uh, coming into this season. I was looking forward to They had a really cool schedule. They were going to host Penn State this year. Uh, at one point, they were going to play Michigan as well, and all these, ge- all these games got wow. postponed. Right. So it was going to be a huge and exciting year for Virginia Tech. Uh, they have some great quarterback play. They have three quarterbacks that I think could start uh, for a Power 5 team. So they have, they have a lot of depth at the quarterback position. Uh, so if I'm going to take a pick this year, uh, with NC state still trying to, you know, I thought they were trying to figure some things out, but they, they looked so well in offense this past week that, you know, maybe I won't say that, but I think Virginia tech has a, a lot of talent this year. And, uh, for Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech, I think it's kind of a make-or-break year for so him. Yeah. Uh, he has to have a good season unless uh, he wants to be on the hot seat this spring. I think their main thing right now is just staying healthy because they've obviously been hit left and right. One week they're great, next week they're all in quarantine. So obviously we've seen it with the first three games that that's going to definitely be their key, Whether what will make or break them this season. And you, you mentioned coaches' hot seats. One of the things that this COVID has also brought about, colleges don't have any money right now. Yeah, that's So exactly you're not right. going to see a lot of coaches, you, you, know, you know, being bought out. They're just going to have to, you know, and, and Fuente's obviously is a, is a good one, but if he doesn't get the job done this year, you know, all those coaches are going to get a buy for a while because <laughs> schools are really struggling with the income coming. All right, let's go to the NFL before we wrap things up. The Panthers 0-2, and, and really when you look at, at, at what's going on with Matt Rule, I mean, it's his first year. you got to give him some time, but, you know, it, when's it going to be hard to come by because he plays in such a tough division with Tampa Bay and New Orleans and everybody mm-hmm. in that division? That's going to be tough. Yeah, it's a tough situation to come into, and, and we've talked about this so much already, but you're coming in in a situation that's so different than all the other ones, which you know I guess everyone's dealing with it at the same time. But they go and draft all defensive players uh, to kind of try to build that defense and build a culture there, but you know it's been pretty easy to score on Carolina so far this season. It hasn't worked so far. Yeah, so, so that's got to be frustrating. This week uh, they face off against the Chargers, right? Right. If in, I'm not LA, mistaken. Yes. And so the Chargers are dealing with a rookie quarterback. I, I really like Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think that's a good pickup. I think he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. It you know, probably stings a bit that Christian McCaffrey, your yeah, go-to guy, won't be in the backfield <laughs> for you. But if they want to kind of start steering the boat in the right direction, you know, this week uh, with the Chargers, I think would be the time to do it. It's going to be difficult, though, because, uh, you know, as I said, when's it going to be hard to come by for the Carolina Panthers? And, and Cam Newton, you know, nobody wanted him. I mean, all those general managers, all those coaches, everybody was like, oh, you know, he's, he's finished up. You know, he's, he's injured. He's hurt. Goes to New England. He looks pretty good, doesn't he? He looks great. One million dollars. That's all they're paying him. He looks right a lot now. better on the field as a player than he does in the press conferences <laughs> when he wears his outfits that he it wears. It depends who you ask, I guess. That's true. He's That's a- true. Pretty fancy with that yellow suit. Boy, he's got some outfit. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of his outfits is more than my entire wardrobe for my entire career. I guarantee you. <laughs> I think we can pull I, back I up it. some old footage of you or something like that. Maybe the blue suit. I um. guarantee you. Yeah, that's just that's just a whole lot. He has looked good though. It's 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 interesting and intriguing as a football fan to watch how Bill Belichick is able to put together put pieces in the right places for the talent that he has. Yeah. You know, you couldn't pick a more 
different quarterback than Tom Brady than Cam Newton is. Mm-hmm. And granted, they lost last week in an amazing game. Great game. But to just see an offense work uh, with an entirely different scheme, uh, with the same coach on the sidelines and all the same storylines, besides the fact that you now have the most probably flamboyant player in the league at quarterback compared to Tom Brady, who is probably the most modest. Uh, it, it's fun to watch just as a fan of, of the sport. We talked about Cam's outfit. Did you see Belichick's outfit for uh, for his Wednesday press conference? Yeah, he yeah. has a sweatshirt with holes all in it. And somebody on the internet put, uh, Coach was mauled by a bear on his way to the there press conference. There have been a ton of memes about that oh, I've seen recently on It Twitter. was awful. But, yeah, it was. You it, a little rough. When you win, it doesn't matter what you wear, I guess. That's exactly right. All right, this is our initial Not On Your Side Sports podcast. Anything else from you guys? What we're going to do each week is let somebody else guide the ship. So next week. We'll let Nolan, then Kelsey, you take it after that, and I'll take it after that, and we'll just we'll just. Did do you come it. up with that on the spot? I did. Uh, <laughs> if you if anybody wants to send us a message or anything like that, email or Facebook or whatever, anything you want us to talk about, we'll be glad to do that. But uh, had a good time. That was a good little discussion. Our first not on your side sports podcast for Nolan Knight, Kelsey O'Donnell. I'm Brian Bailey, and we will see you at Daddy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. Right? Go Pirates! All right, there you go. Thank you.